Hey there, friends. It's Nick. Okay, so mea culpa time. If you listened three days ago, you'll have heard The Ballad of the Bloody Bed, episode 781, where I talked about, I articulated my, <laughs> my frustration with this bed frame that we'd bought, that we'd built, which had basically failed the first time we used it. And if you remember, I actually re-recorded that podcast because the first version was too angry, too, yeah, too sweary probably. Anyway, I did write a note to the company that sold it and I was very fair and I said, you know, you, we, I know that you didn't design the bed, but really this bed is not fit for purpose. It shouldn't be sold because these two little supporting feet, just to remind you, it's a king-size bed and beneath it, underneath in the middle, there was this uh, piece of wood and, and attached to that piece of wood were two what they called feet but were really just two other short pieces of wood that reached the floor and braced it to the floor and what happened the morning after we built it essentially was that those two pieces um, sheared off and caused that central kind of piece of wood to, to, to snap essentially anyway I emailed this company and I was fair <laughs> and they emailed back yesterday and said, good afternoon, thank you for the email and photograph. Can you confirm the non-slip pads, that non-slip pads have been used, please? And could you send images of these, please? And I was like, what? And I was full of anger and righteous indignation again because there were no non-slip pads included and they were not mentioned in the actual build instructions for this thing and I you know I found the instructions again and I was getting ready to take photographs so that I could send it and you know so so I could do my lawyery bit and lawyer them into a corner and there on the front of the instructions were these words warning if this bed is placed on a non-carpeted floor you must place some protection under all legs to stop the bed frame from moving. If this is not adhered to, there is no guarantee of the bed if the bed frame collapses. Well, bollocks. <laughs> uh, so, so, ha ha, I have no leg to stand on. And there's a couple of things I think it was important to take away this. And in fact, I used the I have no leg to stand on joke when I replied to this actually not terribly empathetic email that I got from the support people at this company but here's the thing the bed is still broken I am still happy and although this this the fact that I missed this warning which is there on the front of the thing but it's in all of those you know what it's in all of those instructions that we usually ignore like you know don't don't feed the screws to children it's, it's in that part of the instructions it's not in the part where it really should have mattered where it really would have impacted because it's not in the part where we're actually building those support legs or even at the end at the final end of the instructions when it talks about positioning the bed it's not there and you know we could argue that the company is protected you know they, they don't have to pay me any money or retrieve this broken bed and send me a new one they don't have to do any of that because it's my mistake it's my fault but the bed is still broken and I'm still frustrated because actually this is the kind of thing that is easily, it would be so easy to make this warning 
more salient to make it stand out and this is one of the things that we need to do excuse me <coughs> excuse me if we we need to do if we are building businesses it's not just about being right it's about having happy customers it's about having people who are happy to recommend you and come back to you and reuse whatever it is you do and that means actually excuse me i'm going to cough again there you go i did it in a rhythm for you um that means actually taking account of how the human brains work about how humans work you know, when I did my communication studies A-level in 1986 to 88, one of the things I remember most vividly, one of the models I remember most vividly, and I've probably talked about this before, is this simple idea that when you are communicating something, the onus is on you, not the audience. And what matters is what they hear, which can often be different from what you say. And in this case... Because of the positioning of this notice, they are covered, but they have not communicated. And maybe, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm just completely abnormal. Maybe everyone reads all of those instructions on the front of things really clever. You know, the stuff about, you know, don't, don't put your fingers in the socket when, <laughs> when you're plugging in the Hoover or, you know, don't let your kids inside this plastic bag. <laughs> whatever it is you know all of that kind of stuff and for me there was a different mode and the different mode was now I'm going to actually build it and that that's when I followed all the instructions and actually if this thing had been there had been part of that I wouldn't feel bad the bed wouldn't be broken the company wouldn't have e any ill will even though they're in the right you know legally they're in the right they wouldn't have had to, you know, spend time supporting me because I'd just be a happy customer and, and I'd be showing off my bed frame to, to you know, <laughs> anybody who's interested. Okay, this is going pear-shaped. You, you get the point, though. It's not enough to be right. When we want to create happy customers, when we want to tell stories that mean business, we need to take account of how humans actually work. What are they paying attention to? What stories are they telling? Okay, I'm going to stop now and I'm probably never going to mention this bed again. But uh, there you go. In the end, it was my mistake. and I, <laughs> I felt you deserve to know that by now. And remember, your stories mean business. Hey, this is Nick. Thanks again for listening. To dig deeper, search for story.business.